Okay, let's get to the word tonight. Uh, I want to preach about what I need. <laughs> you're sitting there and you think, I know what I need. <laughs> Some of us say, yeah, I need more sleep. I need more money. I need more friends. Some people might say, I need more recognition. Some might say, I need to be married. <laughs> Some might say, I need a good laugh. You know, a good laugh is a good thing. Some might say, I need some time off. I'm working too hard, I need some time off. Others might say, I need healing. You know, there's so many things that we think we need. And uh, we, we mostly do need those things. But, you know, there's a difference between needs and wants. Sometimes what we think we need it's just something we really want. Needs usually speak about um, the necessities of life, like food, water, shelter, medical care, education, those sort of things are necessities. Wants are something that we think we should have or we think we'd like to have, like a bigger TV, a better phone, <laughs> Designer clothes, toys, travel, entertainment, all those things that we want, sometimes we think we need, okay? So obviously I want to go to the Bible tonight, but before that I just had to put a couple of things in. Some people think I need more coffee in the mornings. You know what? You probably do. Some people think, you know, I need glasses to find my glasses. <laughs> And this one, every tall person needs a short one. It's just a joke, okay? All right, let's get to the word. So out of the Bible, I want to share um, a little parable that Jesus shared here about someone who had a need, okay? Rather than a want, it was a need. So Jesus said to them, which of you should have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. Now, this is in the Jewish culture, the Middle Eastern culture, and at that time, for someone to come and visit you, you had nothing to offer them, was quite inhospitable. So this, is, this has great cultural significance, as well as Jesus is teaching a lesson here. So he's basically saying, look, He's not saying, I want some bread for me. He's saying, I need some bread because someone's coming to visit. There's a difference. Okay? And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. In other words, stop bothering me. The door is now shut. My children are, in with, our children are with me in the bed and I cannot rise and give to you. So the friend is saying, look, I don't want to. I don't want to. Don't bother me. But then Jesus says, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because of his friend, because he's a friend, okay, his friend, no, that's not good enough. Yet, because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Okay? So here's the connection between needs and persistence. The things that we have need of often require persistence. 
If you think you really need something and you do need it, then you will persist in that, okay? If it's something that you want, you usually give up sooner because you actually say, oh, I don't really need that if it's a want. Whereas if it's a need, you will go the extra mile. If you need food for your kids, if you need water to survive, if you need medical attention, then you will persist. And Jesus was teaching them about persistence for things that they really need. He's saying you need persistence too. And he'd just been telling them about the power of prayer. So he's telling them, if you will persist, then you will see the power of God released through prayer. He's basically saying to them, you need to pray. You need to persist and you need to believe. Just like this person believed that their friend, even though they didn't want to get out of bed, even though it was midnight, he believed that he would help him because it was a need. So we have to have that same sort of persistence. Okay, the next verse I want to go to is about um, the Lord himself. He's saying, when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. In other words, don't beg and beg and beg, okay? Don't use vain repetitions, but speak from your heart. For you, they think that they will be heard for their many words, okay? Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. So he's saying that what you need, God already knows. He cares about his children. He's saying your father. He just doesn't say God. He says your father knows the things you need. God is not unaware. God is not ignorant. He knows everything. I preached on everything, I think, last week. God knows everything about everything and everything about everyone. So he knows exactly what we need even before we ask. But he wants us to ask. You say, well, why doesn't he just give it to us? <laughs> because he wants us to ask. Because we need to have that connection with him. We need to know that when we pray that he has answered. And that increases our faith, okay? That's why it's so important. In Mark chapter 2, this is when the scribes and Pharisees see Jesus mixing with the unbelievers. And they were, they were quite um, offended by this. It says, when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners. And when Jesus heard it, because he heard them saying that to the disciples, he steps in and he says this. He said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He's saying, you are missing the point. He's saying, those who are sick need a healer. 
Those who are sinners need a saviour. That's why he was going to them. They were sick and they were sinners and they needed him. That's why he went to them. The scribes of Pharisees are saying, keep away. Why is he going near them? They needed him. We needed him. We needed him. We needed a healer. We needed a saviour. And so he was pointing out to them how important it is. How important it is to recognise and to relate. So, when we have that saviour, when we are believers, what do we need then? There's not a lot of verses in the Bible about need, okay? But in 1 Corinthians, it talks about believers. That's us. What do we need? We think we've got all these needs. But it says in 1 Corinthians 12, But now indeed there are many members, yet one body, the body of Christ, the church. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have not need of you. So it's basically saying every part of our natural body is connected and has a purpose. And he's saying the same thing about us as part of the body of Christ. God composed the body, the physical body, and the church, the body of Christ. Having given greater honour to that part which lacks it. So the things we don't think is important, he gives honour to that. That there should be the no schism or no division, no separation in the body. But that the members should have the same care for one another. Just like we care about our natural bodies, we should care about the other members of the body of Christ. Every body part matters. You know, if you chop off your foot, that's not good. You need it. Every part of the body matters. And we should care about it and take care of it, just like we take care of each other in the church. That's what he was saying. We need each other. We need each other and we should care about each other. What else does uh, we, we need? Another thing that we have said is needed is in Hebrews chapter 5. And the author here is addressing the believers. He said, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. So he, he's basically saying, you need someone to teach you. They have gone backwards. They've obviously neglected the word of God. They've neglected their walk with the Lord. They've neglected. And he's saying, you need to be taught again. You need to go forwards and not backwards. You need someone to teach you. We all need people to teach us. We need people to teach us the word of God and we need people to teach us by example so that we go forward and we grow. It's not normal to need milk again after having solid food, okay? You're talking about growth here. So he's saying you need to get into the Word of God. You need to be taught 
You need to grow to go forward and advance rather than go backwards. And another thing that's said in needed in, is in Hebrews, therefore do not cast away your confidence. So when you begin to grow in the Lord and walk with the Lord, don't, get, don't lose your confidence, which has great reward. Why? Because you have need of endurance. In other words, you need to keep going. You need to keep going. You know, sometimes we feel like giving up. Sometimes people feel like giving up. They say, no, you need endurance. You need to keep going. Why? So that when you've done the will of God, when you've walked with the Lord all the days of your life, when you've continued, then you receive the promise of God. We want to receive the reward. We want to receive the promises. You want to receive something. You don't want to run the race and then stop halfway. You want to run to the end to receive the prize. That's what we need, to keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. Keep going. When you feel like giving up, that's why we need each other, to encourage each other. Come on, keep going. You can do it. I'm here. I will walk with you. I will pray with you. I'll help you. That's why we need each other. We need each other to keep going sometimes. We're not alone. We are not alone. Amen? Okay, so these are other verses, but I want to say, what, what are two things that you think Jesus said he needed? Think about it. In Matthew chapter 21, I'm not, it's not a quiz. <laughs> In Matthew 21, when Jesus was about to make his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, he told his disciples, go into the village opposite you. Now, let's go into that village over there. And immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her, like the mama donkey and the, the young one. Loose them and bring them to me. Go and get those donkeys and bring them here. And if anyone says anything to you, you say, the Lord has need of them. The Lord has need of them. The Lord needs a donkey. The Lord needs a donkey? Yeah, he did. Why? Because he was about to fulfill a prophecy, a messianic prophecy to show the Jews. It was a sign to the Jews. He'd done signs, he'd done wonders, he'd done miracles and all these things that proved who he was. But there was still a lot of people who didn't believe. But those who would know the word of God and the prophecies would realize that the one who comes in on a donkey, he is the Messiah. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly, in other words, humble, lowly, and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a colt. So this was a prophecy out of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 9, which is in the Old Testament. A prophecy that would show that the one who came in on the donkey was the king, was the Messiah that they'd been waiting for. This was a sign to the Jews. And Jesus said to them, I need a donkey to be the sign to the Jews. 
Then there was another thing that he, he needed to be the sign to the Gentiles. And in um, John chapter 4, it says, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, Jesus needed to go through Samaria. And when he went through Samaria, he met the woman at the well. And she was the one who became that evangelist for him and went into the city and told everyone, come and see this man who told me everything about my whole life. And those people, those Samaritans, ended up getting saved. So as a sign to the Jews, Jesus needed a donkey. As a sign to the Gentiles and the release of the word of God there, he needed to go through Samaria. And they're the only two places where it says Jesus needed. Very interesting, very interesting. Okay, does God need anything? <laughs> Do you think God needs anything? No, he doesn't need us. He doesn't need our worship. He doesn't need our giving. He doesn't need anything, okay? But he chooses. Acts 17.24 says, God, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. God doesn't need anything. He doesn't need anything. Like I said, he doesn't need us doesn't need our worship, doesn't need our giving, doesn't need our fellowship, but chooses, chooses. He doesn't need it, but he requires it. Why? So that we are engaged with him. So that we are engaged with him. So that we are not selfish. So that we are not greedy. So that we are not idolaters. That's why he requires our worship, our generosity, and our connection with him. He doesn't need it, but he requires it for our sake, so that we are connected. I think that's a beautiful thing. And what about our needs? Well, the great thing is this, and this is the last scripture. Even in Thessalonica, Paul said this, you sent aid once and again for my necessities or my needs. He said, you were really generous to me. You were generous to me. And he said, and my God shall supply all your need according to the riches, his riches, in glory by Christ Jesus. So even as they were generous and supplied his needs, he said, my God shall supply your needs, not according to what you are capable of, but according to his riches, his unlimited riches in glory. Everything that you need, everything that you need, God will supply. According to his riches in glory. So what's the greatest need? What's the greatest need that we have? I think one of the greatest needs we have is to be loved. To be loved. To feel secure, to feel safe, to feel forgiven, to have hope. And all of these things, 
love, security, safety, hope, peace. It all comes from him. It all comes from the Lord. Lord, we just thank you. Jesus, you are all we need. You are all we need. Let's just close our eyes and just listen to this beautiful song. We get it all through you, Lord. I just pray for each and every one to just bless them and be with them. Fill up those empty places. Heal any brokenness. Provide all the needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, if you're here tonight or you're online, you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. You know, He is our healer. He is our Saviour. He is the one that we need. You may have looked in many places and done many things, but He can forgive. He can give new life. The Bible says you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. You need to be born again. 
that fresh start, for that future and hope that the Lord has for each and every one of us. If you want to make that decision tonight, just pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you that you died on the cross for my sins, that you are the saviour of the whole world. But those who believe and receive become your children and can enter your kingdom. Lord, forgive us, cleanse us, renew us, give us that new start. We receive you, Lord. We believe you you died and rose again and that you're coming back for us that you love us with an everlasting love hallelujah thank you Lord. thank you Lord. Amen. amen okay everyone have an awesome week say hi to somebody i think somebody brought some cake for a birthday parents yes god bless you have an awesome week. Say hi to somebody. And if you need prayer, I want to pray with you. Okay.